So my friends, um, our Lord is finishing at this point his discourse to his apostles as he's sending them out. Um, and it's, he's stressing here the centrality of fidelity to him above all things. And that this is one of those aspects where those people that want to say, like, our Lord was just a good moral teacher and then things got blown out of proportion. Like, a good moral teacher doesn't say, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, right? This is a God making this claim. And that this is important for us to have the right order of operations in how we love. That we love God first. And while we have to have due reverence for our family and we have to care for our families, uh, that we, we love Jesus Christ first. And as we follow him uh, and as we uh, grow in discipleship, he comes first. And if a uh, father or mother or son or daughter or brother or sister opposes our growing in love with Christ, uh, then it's no contest who wins that fight, right? That it's our following of the Lord. Now that, if they oppose it based upon the fact that we are growing in discipleship and in virtue, if we're being uh, foolish followers of our Lord, and we're being arrogant, and we're just shoving it in people's faces, and holier than thou, and our family rightly rejects that, well, then that's something we need to examine our conscience about. However, um, when it comes to the growing in virtue and holiness, Jesus comes first. He is the one to whom all allegiance is due, that he is the center of our entire life uh, as Catholics. And that nothing, no relationship can be more important. Even good relationship with uh, father or mother or son or daughter, husband or wife, with children. Uh, that it's the relationship with Christ that comes first. And that we have to be firmly rooted in that. Uh, that he is more important than anyone else. In a particular way, you know, a friend of mine and I were talking that this, uh, that this is... The, the centrality of, of Christ in this area with regard to generosity, that how do we, how do we give, right? How do we offer everything to Christ? Because if he's first, then we should give everything to him, and we should be willing to give everything to him. And there is no priority um, that is greater than that of giving oneself to Christ. And so I was talking to a, a brother priest of mine, this friend, who's a vocation director in another diocese, and we were lamenting uh, families that oppose religious or priestly vocations for their son or daughters, and what that looks like. And not only um, actively opposing, there is some active opposition to priestly or religious vocations among someone's son or daughters, but even a tacit opposition um, with an over-encouragement that well, you're going to get married and get me a lot of grandchildren, right? That's, that is uh, what can happen. That the family, family life is important. And in our society, family life is under attack, and it's something that needs to be defended. And many of our families have courageously stepped up to defend family life, to defend uh, the primacy of family life in the social unit. The problem is that primacy of family life does not extend to primacy over Christ or his church. And so therefore, there is no way in which service to the family um, is to outrank or take a greater priority than service to Christ and his church. And so even families that tacitly 
discourage religious vocations or priestly vocations, not by uh, actively speaking badly about it, um, but by not encouraging their children to give themselves in service of the church, even when the family would have to sacrifice for that, right? When we talk about a common good, that's that there are some personal goods which are sacrificed for the good of the larger society. And so this is what we see with brave men and women who put their lives on the line in order to care for the public safety and public health. This is where you see many of our brave, take firefighters, for example, who risk their lives, and many of them fathers or mothers who have children and spouses, and they are still willing to risk their lives in service of the common good of the community. Well, all the more so with the community of Christ, all the more so with the need to have authentic preaching of the gospel and celebration of the sacraments, and that there are, even the family good, sometimes part of it has to be sacrificed to the good of the church, to the good of providing for the salvation of souls for God's people. And so it's not enough to just say, well, I don't actively oppose it, but to tacitly place uh, the family unit above even to the service of the church. Whoever loves father, mother, son, or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And that this distortion can creep in uh, in a very real way. That we need a renewed generosity, particularly um, with regard to uh, the members of our families or our friends. Or even, you know, I know some, uh, I know the, the girls, uh, or I know the guys, I know the, the priests now. Um, but, you know, I, a few of my friends were in dating relationships when they discerned that God was calling them to the priesthood. Uh, and maybe it went well, sometimes it maybe didn't go so well, uh, that the person that they were dating, or even in one case engaged to, said like, yeah, if that's what God's calling you to do, that's, that's, that's a service to the church, and praise God for that, right? That that is, that is being worthy of Christ. That is recognizing that centrality. We need tremendous we need generosity, we need to pray for an outpouring of generosity. Yesterday, the church in the Archdiocese of Hartford had a tremendous joy in the ordination of our new priest and two new deacons. And, you know, at an ordination, it, I, our, the families of our ordinance have been tremendously supportive of them. But no one is grumpy at an ordination. No one, like, with the, to see the parents uh, of our two new deacons and one new priest and their, their pride in recognizing that their sons are giving up their lives for the salvation of the souls of God's people. Like, uh, my vantage point where I was sitting at the ordination, I saw the families perfectly, and it was just so joyful. Uh, and it was such a, these, these mothers and fathers giving their son and supporting their son as he lays down his life for a higher common good than um, a fire or a war, uh, for the common good of the salvation of souls, the spiritual combat, um, the need for health and safety of our soul and uh, bringing sinners back to life and nourishing God's people with the very body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. This generosity, this personal generosity. And then uh, on a, prac- on a you know, more uh, hitting home in our parish level, that this generosity uh, expresses itself in how we give to support our church community. I'm actually very glad 
that. Oh, I'm not very glad. I would rather that everyone be here for Sunday Mass. Um, but I don't want to talk about money on the first Sunday everyone comes back. Actually, our parish has been incredible with regard to support of the mission, even when people aren't physically present in the church building. And I talked to my brother priests, and they're like, yeah, we're only making like, you know, 30% of our collection, 50% of our collection. I'm like, we're making like 150% of our collection some weeks. Some weeks it's not good, but some weeks it's great. Um, We had the biggest Easter collection this year of like my entire time here, uh, which was great. And again, it's not about the dollar amount, but what it is. St. Francis founded as a community founded on Jesus Christ. And generosity flows from that. It's not about being founded on a community of uh, paying our electric bill, which we have to do. It's not about being founded on just a communal gathering and everyone owes their dues when that basket comes by. If we found our community here on Jesus Christ, following him, loving him, and preaching him, well then, how can we not give to that mission? It's not about buying into just paying bills. We have bills to pay. We got a lot of them. But it's about the mission. We buy into the mission. We generously support the mission, each of us according to our means. And we should do that with generosity. We pay, we should, uh, if we give a percentage of our income to the church, We should do that before taxes, right? We don't give to God the leftover after we give to Caesar, right? We pay our support to the church before taxes um, because we give to God first. We give to God um, from the totality. Then um, the government gets second, uh, as important as that is. Each of us gives according to our means, but we should be inspired to give, Um, not just bullied into it. And I think... Um, priests who just try to bully people into giving more money always meet with a degree of failure because the church giving is never about bullying. It's about we have a mission. We identify ourselves with Jesus Christ. The story of Elisha in the first reading who would just go and um, stay with this family uh, would just start eating with them and then they want to do something for him. So many people have wanted to do something for our parish. And that that is incredible. In fact, if you're in earshot of St. Francis, now you can hear that there's a bell ringing. Uh, And that that is from the generosity of a number of our parishioners who wanted to do something and recognize that we didn't have any kind of um, audio recognition in the local area uh, calling people to Mass or on Easter we were supposed to ring the church bells in celebration of the resurrection. Well, we couldn't do that here. And so a number of our parishioners, the bells, I can't wait till next week as people are coming into the church as the bells are ringing joyfully, welcoming them and calling them into church. But that happened because a number of our people saw this need and generously wanted to step forward um, to help do this for our community. Um, This is how giving in a church should be. And that if our parish giving and financial review is ever just about, here's the bottom line of the bills we have to pay. If it becomes more about the dollar amount than in the gift that I give, then we will fail. But if we focus on our Lord, and then we give out of that discipleship, and that following of him, recognizing that here he is worshipped, adored, loved, followed, 
and spread. That that is what inspires true stewardship, true care for the local church community. And then our Lord says, um, when we do that, whoever gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones to drink, because the little one is a disciple, right? If we just toss our money in the basket just because it's collection time and this is due, there's no reward for that. But if it's because I buy into the mission and I give intentionally, that, uh, you know, I'm going to start, I ask our students a lot of times over at the Catholic Center, um, they're like, oh, you want a cup of cold water would be great. Well, they're not going to lose their reward. Uh, and so, but it's little, we give out of love for that, right? It's, it's about giving rooted in love and discipleship, not just out of, I have to do this uh, begrudgingly or um, however that may go. And so my friends, today we're called to recenter on the person of Christ, to be sure that he is at the root of everything that we do. With regard to our following Christ um, and encouraging others to follow Christ, we need tremendous generosity, even when it comes uh, particularly to praying for religious and priestly vocations, even and especially from our own families. And then in our local community, uh, we need a renewal, a continual renewal. Um, It's already going well, but a continual renewal of generosity in our own hearts to continue to have our care, our financial and material care of our parish being rooted in discipleship. We ask Our Lady um, to pray for us in generosity. Mary gave everything that she had. She gave both her virginity and her maternity. She gave everything um, out of love for Almighty God uh, and is honored as the mother of God himself. And so we ask Our Lady to pray for us. Uh, to inspire deep in our hearts a centrality on Christ and a deep and abiding generosity and devotion.